You're listening to Trumpet Dynamics, telling the story of the trumpet in the words of those who play it. Hello, everybody. This is James Newcomb. I am really uh, excited to bring on to a gentleman that I have followed for many years, and I've had read his daily emails for as long as he's been sending them. As, I, as far as I can remember, he's he sent one email to his uh, list of subscribers every single day for, I think, going on 39 years, I believe, if he says it correctly. I don't know if it's that long, but he hasn't missed a day. <laughs> I started at three or four years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I no, it hasn't been that long, but he's been consistent and he's been committed to his business. And although he's not a musician per se, I always like to pick the brains of people who have been successful in uh, other fields. Uh, my experience is that I learn more from non-musicians when it comes to things like entrepreneurship, business, than I do from musicians. So it's why I wanted to, uh, it's why I like to have people on my show. And when Mark sent out a message to his email list some time ago, I, I jumped on it. If he's making himself available, I'm going to uh, check him out. Well, his name is Mark Mawinney, and we can find him at thecoachingjungle.com and naturalborncoaches.com. He's the founder of the Coaching Jungle Facebook group, which last I checked just passed 20,000 members. And he, he is just a coach of coaches. He helps coaches start their businesses and help them become successful in their own right as coaches. So I'm excited about what we're going to learn today. Welcome to the show, Mr. Mark Mawinney. Yeah, thanks for having me, James. And yeah, I can't play a lick of music uh, in any instrument out there. Full disclosure, it, we'll get that out of the way. It's perfect. Because that that just makes you fully qualified for this type of interview. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, my brother plays a guitar, so there. I have a twin brother. I'll have, I'll use that as some street cred. He can play guitar, but uh, nothing for me. Okay, a little uh, street cred by blood. Okay, we'll go with that. I've already mentioned your consistency and your you know, just your commitment to sending an email every day, but that's just a very small part of your business. But I was wondering if you would maybe just share a little bit about you, how you got into the business of coaching coaches. Yeah. So my background's actually in real estate. I spent about a decade right out of university building up a big real estate company and then everything imploded. And I was, the, this making a really long story short, help back to my feet with the help of several coaches and mentors as well. And I didn't know anything about coaching before then. And uh, that introduced me into this world. And when I was ready to get back at it and start a business, I thought, wow, what a great business to do, you know, to be a coach and start a coaching business. And that was in early 2014 that I, that I decided to do that. And here we are today. So I had a front row seat to see what coaching can do in, in the lives of people. This isn't just me reading books and, you know, uh, secondhand knowledge. I actually had a front row seat and it, uh, I, you know, I, it sounds melodramatic to say coaching saved my life, but I think there's a lot of truth to that. I don't know where I'd be today without the help of those people. What kind of coaches were the business coaches? Yeah, they're business coaches. Um, I've never had a, a life coach per se, although I do think that that, you know, coaching, it sort of blends, right? Uh, life uh, Business coaches in a lot of ways are life coaches and uh, vice versa in some cases too. Uh, one of the people that helped me wasn't a uh, someone I paid for coaching, but it was a very important mentor who reached out to me right when the business closure had happened. And I was getting kicked around uh, by the local media and, and a lot of just mud slinging going on. And I was in a bad spot and he reached out 
didn't have a clue who he was. He said, Hey, let's get together for coffee. You know, I heard your story and uh, I'd love to chat with you. And I wasn't in a terribly social mood <laughs> at that time, but I thought, you know what, this guy was good enough to reach out and what the heck I'm going to go do it. And that conversation, even though I don't drink coffee, I had a hot chocolate, I think, but uh, changed my perception. You know, my energy was completely different after it happened because he told me about some of his business failures and other people in our local area that have gone through it. And it made me realize, Hey, I'm not the only one going through this. And this is just, uh, I guess, the nature of the beast with entrepreneurship. And that was a big turning point. And here Menza remains a friend today, you know, years later, and we're over a decade later. You know, it's interesting how it seems like anyone can just say, hey, I'm a coach. And it's one thing to, to say that and say, just announce to the world or on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever, I'm a coach, I'm a life coach. But it's, it's quite another thing to be qualified to actually do that. So I, I was just wondering, do you notice in your, in your field people just with kind of unqualified, claiming the title of a coach? And, and what, do, what do you think qualifies someone to be that? It is the Wild West out there because you're right people um, can get started with very low barrier to entry you know you uh, buy a domain at GoDaddy 10-15 bucks and bang you're off to the races uh, that being said I always make the distinction that uh, there are good accredited coaches or coaches with certifications or bad ones and vice versa there's great coaches without certifications and there's bad coaches without certifications so I tend to fall in the camp more that I don't um, uh, not to devalue certifications and things like that. I, I'm, I'm always for uh, learning and improving, you know, developing your skills. But I find that a lot of coaches do stay stuck in that for years, you know, feeling like they have to get better and better. They have to get that next certificate, that next designation, and they keep going and going, but they're not actually out there building a business and that makes it tough. So the best way to become a better coach uh, is to coach more people, you know, and um, get more results for people and, and build your business and your coaching, but you have the whole craft of coaching at the same time. So, uh, I think it's a tough question. A lot of times people ask it there and they expect a black or white answer. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it's gray, not black and white all the time. So maybe you get your qualifications through results. What I, what I was hearing you say, it reminded me of the musician who spends 10 years getting a bachelor's and then a master's and then a, a PhD of some sort in music. And then and they're like, what now? And then in some cases, they're woefully unprepared for the quote real world and they they really have no idea what to do beyond that yeah well good example in the uh, podcasting world i mentioned i have a twin brother matt he has a podcast editing company he's been running it since 2015 he handles my show he handles some of the biggest names out there uh, with many more downloads than me you know millions of downloads uh, he got started he did, didn't know anything about podcast editing he bought a course off udemy for 20 bucks and just dove into it and now flash forward six years later and he's edited literally thousands and thousands of episodes he could do it in his sleep i've seen him when he's actually doing it and he's just like in flow and and he does a really good job with it and then he, compared to he's told me about people who will take all these um different get these degrees you know and they're they're trying to make sure they're the, the best editors ever or whatever but they don't have a lot of clients you know or paying clients and if I had to put my money on either or, you know, I'd probably go with the person that's uh, like himself, who's done it thousands and thousands of times, kind of like riding a bike. If you didn't know how to ride a bike, you could read all the books you want on it. But until you actually get on a bike and do it, 
it's going to be tough to nail it. You're going to have some bruises on your body when you first mm. jump on there. Yeah, and if I could just toot my horn very quickly, I also operate a podcast production business, and uh, the the oh, key to go. my success, uh, whatever success I've had, is I had one client, and it was a pretty big name in the health industry, and um, it was enough to pay my bills for for a while. But then over time, this I just I just hit it out of the park for this one client, and then the time came, and he you know he sang my praises to his friends and his audience and that was able to uh, grow my business a little bit expand my clientele just a little bit and so and I don't I don't have any degree I don't even have a degree in music I don't I don't have any degrees in um, podcast editing sound engineering anything like that <laughs> I just took one opportunity and just absolutely made the most of it and little little by little it has uh, it's beginning to grow into something uh, substantial Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it sounds cliche, but um, when people say to me, what, you know, I've never had anyone ask me what my coaching, you know, certifications are or whatever. I say the school of hard knocks, but I've been doing it for years. Um, I think people should be investing and spending money to improve themselves, but it doesn't have to be that track where, okay, go through this school and level one, then you pay another 5,000, go to level two. And it's like, you know, church of Scientology, you get all the way up to the top and learn the lessons. Uh, people who are listening, this is audio, so they can't tell, but like on my desk right now, I have a copy of uh, a book uh, around coactive coaching, you know, fourth edition, one of the Bibles in the coaching world. So I'm, I'm every day I'm, I'm studying, trying to do an hour a day, something coaching related and, and um, also business related and things with reading. So I'm a fan of people like you did. Uh, you learn by doing and, and doing your own study as well. And I think that that's worked out well clearly for you. It's worked out well for me. Yeah. What's the name of that book? Coactive Coaching? It's Coactive Coaching. It's okay. Henry Kinsey House, Karen Kinsey House, yeah, Laura Whitworth. Oh, okay. And this one's a fourth edition. Right. So yeah, it's, a, it's around the art of coaching more so than the business. Yeah, I'm going to guess that there's uh, a few people that are listening in that might be looking to get into coaching, seeing how all the gigs dried up in the last 15 months. So maybe they're looking to get into coaching of, uh, in some way. So maybe coactive coaching would be something that uh, they want to check out. Well, Mark. Yeah, I'm not an affiliate. <laughs> not an affiliate of it, but it is a good book around uh, the art of listening, You know, using your intuition, instinct. Well, I'll be adding my yeah, affiliate yeah, yeah. links so i'll take i'll take in the 20 there cents there you go you can retire Amazon. well you're already in a tropical location so i was gonna say you can re retire somewhere warm and tropical but you're there so yeah well it, it's plenty warm here trust me it was evening here but you sent your daily email to, to um well to your list your subject matter to, or your subject line today was if i had to start all over and you you were saying if i had to start all over from scratch with nothing i would use the three pillars strategy now, you, you were promoting a webinar talking about the three pillars strategy, and this episode is going to go after the webinar has taken place, but I was wondering if you would mind just sharing briefly, not necessarily in depth like you will on your webinar, but would you share the three pillars strategy of building a coaching business? Sure. The three pillar strategy is something that sounds so common sense and so simple that when I tell coaches about it, they're like, oh yeah, well, of course, but few of them actually do it <laughs> or do it very well. Uh, so in a nutshell, 
the three pillar strategy means that you're focusing on just three things for building your coaching business. Now this is applicable for any business really, but I'm uh, specifically for coaches. That's who I work with. And each pillar is a place that you're in front of your target market, putting your message out there and of course making an offer with it. So you're not trying to be in 177 different places and then your attention is divvied up and split up. So for example, my three pillars and you know my three pillars and yours could be different, probably will be, uh, but just to give you an example of mine, uh, my three pillars are podcasting. So that's my show and also getting out on shows like we're doing right now. So there's podcasting. Another pillar is Facebook, but specifically the Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle. That's a big part of my business. And finally, the third pillar is daily emails to my list, which I've been doing since April 2016 without missing a day. So thank you for reading them. I appreciate it. Uh, so anytime that uh, some another bright, shiny object comes into my atmosphere, people say, oh, my God, Mark, you have to be doing this. I ask myself, can it replace one of those pillars or is it going to be a distraction? Uh, so a good example is early in 2021, everyone was talking about Clubhouse. You have to be on Clubhouse. I was hearing it all the time. You have to be there. You have to be there. I don't know about you, James. I mean, um, I tried it a couple of times. It's not my thing. You know, I didn't enjoy it. And I thought this is just a distraction. People want to spend 10 hours a day on Clubhouse. They can knock themselves out. Uh, I don't think it's a great return on investment for the time. So I batted away Clubhouse. I grabbed, grabbed my username. I think I have 33 followers on there more by accident because I've spent a combined 15 minutes on the platform. It didn't fit my three pillars. Uh, so th there's some rules for your three pillars that you have to ask yourself. Um, the, the three rules that, you, that without these, it's not going to work. First off, it has to be something that you enjoy doing because if you don't enjoy doing it, you're not going to uh, do it consistently. So me, if I hated writing your emails, I wouldn't have made it 2000 days or whatever, writing daily emails. So you have to enjoy doing it. It has to get results, obviously. So your favorite thing in the world could be yelling out your window at strangers. Hey, hire me, hire me. You can do that every day. You love doing it, but it's not getting your results. So it has to get results. Finally, it has to be consistent. So, so many coaches, online entrepreneurs try something for a week, couple of weeks doesn't work. Look at podcasting. Well, gee, I did it for a couple of months. I didn't get any clients. Well, you know, you got to stick with it a little longer. So without those three ingredients or those three rules, the three pillars aren't going to work. Uh, the, the last rule is be consistent. So whenever I start something, I don't go in saying, I need to get a client from this right away or I'm going to quit it. When I started daily emails, I, I said, I'm just going to do it, put my best foot forward, write the best emails I can and not worry about you know, getting a million dollars in revenue <laughs> right away with it. Uh, the other thing you can do with your pillars is you can mix and match. Uh, so for example, let's say you absolutely hate writing. You, you're like, oh God, I don't want to do daily emails because it, it makes me want to throw up when I think about writing. But let's say you enjoy videos. You like doing uh, YouTube videos or Facebook lives or whatever. Your daily email could be a simple one-liner. You send it out to your list and say, uh, yesterday I released a video around um, how to blah, blah, blah. Here's a link to check it out. You know, something real simple. So you're not writing a thousand word email. It's a very simple one or two sentences with a call to action to the link. Uh, the way I would do it, if you, again, going on that whole mixing thing, you could build your Facebook group really well doing it that way because you could say, hey, I went live in my Facebook group yesterday talking about uh, how coaches can double their fees in the next week without uh, feeling guilty about it. Uh, here's a link to check it out. Well, people have to join your Facebook group to watch that Facebook live from yesterday. So you're actually growing your group too. So you're blending 
blending and mixing things. Um, experimentation, you can do that. I will experiment sometimes. I did a year of uh, daily Alexa flash briefings, you know, the short little one minute type things. After 350 episodes, wasn't having fun, <laughs> you know, and I just said that oh, broke that rule. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not going to do it anymore. So I'm not saying don't experiment. You want to experiment. Um, I still do other things like I'm on LinkedIn, you know, I have a Twitter account or whatever, but 90% of what I do and 90% of my business comes from those three pillars that I mentioned. All right. So the three pillars are like three, like action things. They're not, I was expecting something like philosophical, but it's three things that you actually do. Yeah. And that's why it sounds like so, so much common sense. I think people think it's mysterious. Uh, so when a coach says to me, well, yeah, I'm doing that Mark. And then I will ask them to write down everything they're doing in a day and stuff like that. And they might actually have eight or nine very weak pillars that aren't holding anything up. You know, uh, Jim Collins, the uh, author of Good to Great, said if you have more than three priorities, you don't have any. So I'm always uh, making sure that I'm ruthlessly uh, slashing stuff that I'm doing and making sure that I'm sticking to it. That rule of three works across the board for lots of things. So I always have three to do's every day as well. And uh, I call it my, that's a whole other podcast interview, a, a needle list, because those are the three things that will move the needle. So I always say, okay, what are the three things I have to finish today? And I put them on that list. I don't put on the list if I can't finish it that day, like if I'm not going to do it. So I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm going to write 30 days worth of emails today, because that's not going to happen. You know, you'd have to be Superman with the typing. Now, can I write three emails or six emails or so? Yeah, I could do that. So I make sure that it's going to get finished if I put on the list. Um, it might be something as simple as reply to James. You know, you send me an email about something. That's one of those big things that have to be done. So I'll have my needle list, which are things that move the needle. They're moving my business forward. And I don't list 15 or 20 different tasks on there. Then you get overwhelmed and you're not going to get them done. You're right. It does seem a little bit simplistic. To only to focus on only three things because we're there's so many options and it's easy to think I have to be everywhere, I have to be on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Clubhouse, otherwise I'm going to die. I have to be a shark, so I have to do everything. (laughs) Like you're saying, like choose the three things that follow these three rules. You enjoy doing it; they get results, and you can be consistent with it. And just stick with that. So if you're looking at percentages, let's say you have 100% effort to give, um, you know, just doing simple math. If you're trying to do 20 things, you can only give 5% roughly to each. If you're only doing three things, then you can give 33.3% effort uh, for each of those. So it's kind of like trying to set something on fire. If you have a, a, a thing of hay or whatever, or you're trying to start a fire and you've got a magnifying glass uh, with the sun beaming down, if you're moving that magnifying glass all over, it's not going to ever be concentrated enough to actually set it on fire. If you leave it in one place, you're going to eventually get fire. You'll see smoke and then the flame will get going. This is a lot of really good stuff, Mark. And it's all for free. Can you believe this? All these free podcasts and we get all this value from Mark Mooney. Well, I'm looking at the clock and we're just about out of time. You have commitments. I have commitments. Uh, So I just want to say thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day uh, for being on the podcast. This is going to be on both Trumpet Dynamics as well as Musicpreneur. So a brief recap. We have the three pillars um, for, well, for Mark. I mean, it's going to be different for everybody, but he has podcasting, his Facebook group, the coaching jungle, and his daily emails and the three Rules are you have to enjoy doing it. It has to be something that gets results and you have to be consistent with it. So whoever knew that being a multimillionaire 
within three months could be so easy, but it is. Well, that's why people uh, don't do it because they think it has to be some magical, and you had hinted at it, this deep thing that's out there. So they think, well, no, it's got to be something different than that. Well, no, like everything I do with my business, uh, even with my offers, I want them to fit on a little yellow sticky note. When my whole, when my business can't fit on that little yellow sticky note, I know that I'm expanding. It's it's losing focus. I need to trim stuff down and keep it on there. So kind of like Steve Jobs when he gave back to Apple, I think they were had 250. 50 projects or products that they had out there. And he said, no, we're going to trim it down to four, you know, mm-hmm. just focus on that. And it worked out pretty well for them. Well, Mark, you make it sound too easy. I don't know if we can trust you, but still, uh, <laughs> he, Mark has been successful in his own right with his coaching business. And even though, I mean, we're all, we're all adults, we can translate what he does <clears throat> in his own business to whatever our endeavors may be. But, um, uh, a special thanks again to Mark Mawinney. We can find him at thecoachingjungle.com and naturalborncoaches.com, which is where he hosts a really great podcast, which features um, coaches uh, from all different types of uh, fields. And I believe he's actually had a couple of musicians, such as Jared Hanning, who's a friend of mine. He's been on your show. Tim Melanson, so, yeah. That's right. Tim Melanson is a good guy. So check definitely check Mark Mawinney out. He's... Um, He's a, he's a good guy. He's uh, entertaining. His emails are, they're, they're, it's well worth the 30 seconds it takes to read it um, in the morning. So, Mark, thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me.